You are listening to I Doubt It with me, your host, Jesse Dolliman, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. show episode 10 it's a mile it's a mile marker it is a monumental event it's almost like an anniversary it's like a junior high school anniversary when you celebrate oh happy three-day anniversary happy six-day anniversary it's exactly like that that's a great point (laughs) so happy anniversary it is our 10th episode we would like to, again, thank you so much for listening. Checked the rankings the other night. And by the other night, I mean last night. And we were number 86 in our category, news and politics. We, we can't thank you enough. It's, it's an amazing, amazing achievement brought on only by your support and by your listenership, to put it officially. Uh, get at us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Blah, blah, blah. 657-464-7609. Call. We've yet to get a voicemail. I'm holding out hope. Want it to happen. Make it happen. Because we're never going to get rid of it. We're just going to keep talking about it. So even if nobody, (laughs) we get to episode 100 and no one has called and left a voicemail, we're still going to talk about it every time. If nothing else, it makes it sound very official that I have a phone number memorized that I can talk about. Yeah, that's true. So I am Jesse Dollamore. Sitting across from me is my lovely and intelligent co-host, Brittany Page. Hello. You already heard me talk, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what is going on? Not a ton to talk about. No earthquakes. So we haven't been running for the, for the hills. Not yet. It's, it's kind of been nice. It's given us a, a, a little time to appreciate Little things like how it's been cool, it's been nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to resort to talking about the weather, but we've been able to maybe go see a movie. Yeah. Although, <laughs> movies are tenuous here. It's not, it's not an everyday... It didn't used to be, for me, a thing I would have to think about whether or not I wanted to go to the movie. Because it was, yeah, go to the movie. You're going to have a good time. It's not so much that way anymore. It's... It's very often more a bad experience than a good experience. And I'm not even going to get into the fact that it's because of the movie. Because oftentimes, I'm a critic of movies. I'm kind of a dick about it. It's, it's often the audience with which I share the theater that bums me out. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Orange County, California, but it definitely brings out the turds at the movies. We have had some just ridiculously terrible experiences last christmas last christmas the christmas before yeah we decided to spend christmas day movie hopping and not movie hopping where you hop inside and get free movies we paid and we we planned it like dirty white trash we we decided and i'm sorry i apologize to all my dirty white trash fans uh we decided we were gonna see les mis and django unchained on christmas day I didn't cook Christmas dinner, 
and we decided, let's do this. This is going to be a good time. How many people could actually be going to the theater on Christmas Day? A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the number is a lot. So we go, we buy the tickets online prior because we know there probably will be some sort of line. We get there, we're, I don't know, 150 deep in line, yeah. would you say? And we make our way to the front, and out of nowhere, because you have to give your tickets to the guy at the door, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, there's this guy horning in, in front of Brittany, to give his ticket. He wasn't in line behind us, he just showed up. Yeah, I, I had the tickets in my hand, and I was handing them to the person that was, you know, tearing the tickets, I guess. And this guy brushes up against me and puts his tickets over mine. And the the ticket taker takes his tickets instead of mine. And I was going to say something to the guy, but I'm like, it's Christmas. That is your way. I don't want to get involved in an altercation. I don't want to make a scene. But I was like, this is rude. He's cutting, you know. But I, I just let it go because I'm like, it's Christmas. I don't want to be causing right. a scene. Right. Well, the, we're, we are brainwashed to participate in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Like if you... The worst, if you're going to murder some in a, someone in a parking lot because of they're driving like a jackass, it's going to be during the Christmas season. However, the reason you don't is because it's the Christmas season. I have to be someone I'm not yeah. because it's Christmas time. Yeah. So Brittany didn't say anything. This gentleman proceeds to dart like he's in a race to the theater. He was literally jogging. Yeah, he was jogging. He gets, and it's coincidentally, the well, I guess it wouldn't have been coincidentally, we were in the line for Les Mis, yeah. or Django, was it? It was Les Mis. We're in the line for Les Mis. So he clearly, because he's running like a dick, he gets into the theater, proceeds to find the last six seats that are together, that are that are connected, and all of a sudden produces this massive quantity of coats and jackets and sweaters and lays them across all these seats it was like a magician pulling scarfs out of his mouth oh yeah <laughs> it was unbelievable so we scan the crowd and there's you know there's spots there's seats that are you know people don't like to sit next to one another because everyone has aids or herpes or <laughs> mal malaria or whatever you never know yeah so so there are seats, but we wanted to sit together. It's Christmas Day. We want to spend the, the day together. So we, the only two seats that are together are in the very front row of the theater. On the floor, in the front. Look, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm six foot three, 250 pounds. Craning my, for anybody, even if you're a little waif, craning your neck up to look at the screen is a miserable proposition. Yeah. Especially for Les Mis. Yeah. Which turned out to be a 17-hour movie. Yes. So, we we I contemplated murdering him. <laughs> I I mean, really, it quickly through my in my head, I ran through the scenarios if I confront him, what's going to happen? He's clearly a smug prick because he did what he did. Yes. So, what is going to transpire? I'm going to go up there, I'm going to confront him, he's going to get mouthy, and he's going to get launched the six or so rows down onto the floor where our where our could-have-been seats would have been. 
So, or could have been, seats would have been. Yeah. You like that? Yes, Could have been, seats would have been? Yeah. So, I I succumbed to the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I did, too, because I was imagining going up there and just plucking the coats and throwing them oh, over yeah. my shoulder. And, like, you're not taking this. You are yeah. not taking this row. We were here first. We were in line first. You know, you can't act like this. I just wanted to take them and just throw them off the seats. So... We didn't do that. We we succumbed to social uh, and peer pressure, and we felt we were hypnotized by the Christmas spirit. Two atheists behaving on Christmas Day. Yeah. So we decided, let's try to suck it up. Let's sit down in those seats and see how it's going to go. Uh, nah. Nah. Not going to happen. <laughs> Was not an option. We immediately marched out incredulously, actually very politely, and got our money back for that showing. And ended up going to the midnight showing of the same movie. Yeah. Which, if you've seen Les Mis, and you're not a sheep who is completely mesmerized by the fact that you're supposed to like it because it's a musical, you know that it was terrible. And it was night time. Look, I didn't, get, I didn't go into a movie expecting zero dialogue. Everything is singing. It's like if I opened the show... Hello, welcome to the show. This is my co-host, Brittany. She is so lovely and smart. We're going to start the show today. We could go to the movies, but instead we did not. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Who would listen to the show yeah. if I was to pull that kind of bullshit? Yeah, I was shocked by that, too. And even worse, there's not a chance we would develop an audience if I was Russell Crowe doing that. Because yeah. he sounds like... A goat who's being strangled by a chain dragged behind a truck. <laughs> oh, that's Rid- not good. Terrible. <laughs> so, you know, it, that was just, I guess that's just one. We've had so many. Also, we go to an artsy theater in Irvine, California that's near uh, University of Irvine, University of California, Irvine, UC Irvine. And apparently there's a lot of nursing homes around this theater yep there's uh, just an inordinate amount of old people and i'm not i'm not an ageist oh check your privilege i don't hate i don't hate everybody because they're old i hate them because how they act when they're old and (laughs) this theater happens to be one that is just chock full Uh, it's terrible i think maybe it's a slave labor thing where they at night they make the old people clean or maybe they make them eat the popcorn or something that's left on the floors and lick up the sticky soda on the ground. Ah, sick. But because there's so many of them. And like any old person you've ever met, they sleep, they snore during the movie. But it's also the typical stuff you'd think. The, who's that? Oh, that's Julia Louis-Dreyfus from, from Seinfeld. Ooh. Oh, she's in that movie? Oh, I love that show. Remember when they used to get... Uh, like, fuck. discussing who's in the movie during the movie. We get it. Yeah, We're watching the same fucking movie you are. We know who's in the movie. And our brains work properly. We understand what they've done prior to this project. <laughs> that That's not the worst, though. I think the worst one, you might agree with this, is the worst, the absolute worst one relative to old people because we've had a lot of bad movie experiences would be the hearing aid oh yeah we were watching this is recently this is watching american hustle yeah 
and you know it's American Hustle, so there's a lot of hype on the movie, and I'm I'm you know trying to get into it. I'm a guy who likes to kind of figure out what's going on, what's gonna happen. You know, I'm I create my own spoilers. That's the kind of movie goer I am. And then tells them to everybody that's around him and the, ruins the movie, just like the people we hate. That can't be verified. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that can't be verified. He only tells it to me and ruins the movie for me. So, <laughs> so we're in the movie, and I hear this. This high pitch, I can't do it, but this high pitch noise. It's almost like a dog call, like the dog. Exactly. It's like a, a lower pitched dog whistle. Yeah, dog whistle. So it's happening, but it's happening at intervals. And I'm thinking, in my head, I'm thinking, I wonder if that is like, we're supposed to pay attention to that. And that's letting us know if maybe... When the whistle happens, someone's lying, or this is truth that they're trying to get across when the movie's... Like, there's a pattern evolving. And then I realize, no, it's not that. It's one row ahead and, like, six seats to the left. It's an old man whose hearing aid is malfunctioning. And it's the entire, the entire fucking movie is whistling to its heart's content... Yeah. And ruining what was already a mediocre movie. Yeah, it was not a good time. It was very, very frustrating because you can't go up to this person and say, hey, take care of your biz, please. You know, because he's, you know, he's an old guy. You don't want to cause a scene again. It's so hard to know what is right in these situations. Well, it's look, our our, our natural human empathy takes over and we're we feel bad that oh, yeah, the guy's dad began. But so we just let it ruin our two hour movie going experience after we just paid thirteen dollars or whatever. Right. Well, it's thirteen seventy five there, I think. Yeah. We we don't I, not planning to talk about this, but we don't we don't go to the movies. And this is going to be a great commercial for Bella Terra. But in Huntington Beach, there is a movie theater and it is nothing special. And the the tickets are fifteen seventy five per ticket. Yeah, it's not one of those places where you can get your beer or wine delivered to you in the movie. It doesn't have comfortable seats. Oh yeah, that would be a wonderful commercial for Island Cinema. Yeah, at uh, Fashion Island in Newport Beach, which yeah. we go to, which is awesome. There are those theaters that have those fancy things, and it's more expensive, so it's worth it. But this theater is just—it's just a theater where you sit with old people <laughs> and have their hearing aids go off. Yeah, so. We, we, our most recent one though, our most recent issue. Well, we've had a couple. One was the iPhone guy. Oh yeah, he was scrolling through on his iPhone, looking through probably about twenty pictures he looked at on his iPhone. Not, we're not talking about. By the way, none of this is. We're not bitching about the previews. Look, I understand that people watch, have a different conception of how they should behave during previews understand so we i even have a difference between us well i like to watch the previews i like to watch them too but i'm saying we have a difference between us and how we believe people should behave oh right them. right i believe people should keep their fucking mouth shut however oh i believe that too i thought you're a little more lenient Oh, no, no, no. I believe they should, but I understand. Oh, okay. I don't understand. See, we're, yeah, that's right. That's where it's different. Okay. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. See, I believe that everyone should keep their mouth shut during the previews because that's the way I do it and everyone should do what I do. However, <laughs> how, however, I also 
know that people don't share my logical, reasonable mm. expectations. That's where I fail, I guess. Yeah. Everyone should have my expectations so, and so, live up to them. So so I give people a lot of leeway during the previews. They can talk. They can chomp on their popcorn. And so everything we're saying did not happen yeah, during so that. So iPhone guy, this was dirt, like, in the, and not even dirt, it was like right in the middle of the movie. Yeah. He just started scrolling through his iPhone photos, just looking through his photo album. And he probably looked through about 20 photos. And I'm sitting right behind him. And so I can see his, I can see all of the pictures. And no, I, no. I'm laughing because I know what's coming. Oh. I know what you did. I was, I was getting nervous when Brittany starts to take action because Brittany is what most women should aspire to be. She's a woman of action. She is a woman who takes charge. She doesn't wait for me to do something. She she gets in there and takes care of biz. I most certainly do not need anybody else to take care of biz for me. So this guy, his bright iPhone is shining in the dark theater while we're all trying to watch a movie. And I let him get about 20 pictures in, and then I just tap him on the shoulder. I say, hey, we're in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm... <laughs> What are you doing? It wasn't, I mean, she, it wasn't quite that loud. It wasn't, hello. She didn't <laughs> sing like Jean Valjean. Uh, hey, we're in a movie. She definitely, it was a very terse, loud, communicative whisper. Yes. If it could be described as a whisper, I mean, that's a stretch, but it was definitely, she communicated her point. And uh, he put his fucking iPhone away. Yeah, message received. So sometimes people just need a reminder, I guess, that, hey, we're in a movie. Learn how to behave. Other people paid. Respect everybody's business here. Yeah. So if you are a Southern California moviegoer, we should uh, start a movement. Yes, we should. Of Maybe there, we should have a T-shirt that we wear, you know, STFU or something to get the message across that while you're watching the movie... It's time to, to zip it. Yeah. So we don't have to deal with people singing along with Inside Lewin Davis and then sleeping and snoring or oh, yeah. people just chomping their popcorn really loud in the movie and then laughing about it when I get mad and leave and get up and move to a different seat because of it. Yeah. There's been, it's countless. The, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. And, and it's, and you know, this isn't even in the spirit of some hacky stand-up comic who talks about black people talking in a movie we live in orange county the the black pot you're 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 more likely to see an albino chinaman in orange county than a black person it's very 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 white it's you've got mexicans you've got persians that's about the only group of of minorities here so i'm not bagging on black people trust me I've got lots of black friends. <laughs> isn't that isn't that the, the the thing people who are racist say? Yeah, you're being one of those. One of my best friends is black. That that's but I'm not we're not making a joke about black people talking to movies cuz none not one of these situations has been a race issue. It's No, seriously, none of them have been. Yeah, none. It's not race at all. It's just assholes. Yeah, for sure. In fact, I would say like the rednecks that you were just those dirty white trash bastards who almost got their heads snapped off. Sometimes I wish I had a bullwhip. <laughs> I wish I could walk around like Indiana Jones and just, just, whoosh, just correction, <laughs> co correction, whoosh, 
consequence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could be Max Braverman on Parenthood. You get a consequence. You get a consequence. But, you know, I don't think that the... I don't know that I'd even be let into a movie. Well, especially of late with with the the Aurora shooter and all the crazy shit that goes on. Yeah. P- pretty much a bummer. Which, you know, that's reminds me of something that's going on this week that... Megan Kelly this week. Megan Kelly said on Wednesday, on her Wednesday show that she will not be saying the suspected Fort Hood shooter's name as a policy. Yeah, so the Fort as as most of you I'm sure know, the Fort Hood shooting took place this week. Um four so- people were reported dead, including the gunman, and 14 were wounded in a shooting in Fort Hood at Fort Hood, Texas. The name of the suspected shooter is Ivan Lopez, and that was reported in the previous hour to Megan Kelly's show with Shepard Smith. And Megan Kelly opens her show. Megan Kelly opens her show with breaking tonight: Fort Hood, Texas, on lockdown. A suspected shooter is reported dead. This is the Kelly file, and I'm Megan Kelly. We're expecting the first news conference from Fort Hood to begin any moment. Fox News confirming four people are dead, including the shooter. Fourteen people are wounded. Authorities are identifying the shooter. If you are interested, you can get his name on other shows like the one that preceded this one and online. But we have decided not to name these mass killers as a policy here on The Kelly File. Too often it is infamy they seek and we decline to help. So Megan Kelly decides that she's not going to mention the name of the shooter. And at first, I mean, for me it elicited strong emotions, strong like, ah, what, what a dumb bitch. How terrible. What, how stupid. How short-sighted that this is. But on closer inspection, I, and I'm not saying I agree or disagree because I think it's their call. But I'm okay with their call on this. Um, I was discussing it with Brittany and found that we don't necessarily agree on this. Well, I think that Megan Kelly's giving these people too much credit, I would say. Uh, I don't think that fame is in the minds of these individuals that are very disturbed and that go on these rampages. I don't think that that is something that they're looking for. I think they break and I think they have something going on and I don't think it's, wow, I want my name on the Kelly file. Yeah, I I understand that and I agree. I think that when they do it, 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 that's not their main focus. However, what I do think is that when someone who is mentally unhinged is coming to a decision of what to do, whether consciously or because of their mental illness, the fact that shooting is in the news, shooting is in the news, shooting is in the news, this person did this, this person, you know, whether it be Jared Lee Loughner, the guy who shot Gabby Gifford, or the the... The, the Aurora, what was that guy's name? James Holmes. Yeah, the Batman movie shooter. I think that when these things are so prevalently, w- w- let's put it this way. Maybe d- not saying his name is not going to get the job done. Maybe don't cover the fucking story at all. Because the fact that these stories are so prevalently covered is what I believe keeps it in the minds of these mentally unhinged people. And that's what they decide to do. Because if all of a sudden there was a spate of stabbings or people getting run over by cars and they were covered incessantly by the media. I I don't know this to be true, but I think that the chances are there would be a rise 
in people being run over by cars or stabbed or whatever the the flavor of the day was relative to mayhem. It's difficult to figure out what is in the minds of these individuals that are suffering from whatever they're suffering. I think the individual who just shot up Fort Hood, Ivan Lopez, there's been many things that have been going on related to speculation of what his issue is. Yeah. We, a, a lot, too much speculation. Yeah, too much speculation. We don't know even James Holmes. I mean, it's hard to figure out what was going on with these people. So it's hard to make a claim that, you know, they're looking for just infamy. My my, my main problem with her take on it and the way she pre- pre- presented it on her episode is that um, it's almost like an F you to him. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you. We're not going to say your name, asshole, you evil bastard. She didn't say those words, and I'm I'm putting that on her, but that's the vibe I get, that she's refusing to give him the fame that he desires. Well, and that's typical of well, these news people. And I think Fox News, too. That, and that's a bummer if that's the case. But if her true intent is on, if, if what she says is honest and her, her true intent is strictly not to promote this type of behavior and this killing, you know, to make this popular and which might lead others to do so, then, you know, I think that's noble and I think that's okay. But if it's just to be shitty because he's evil and I'm putting up the air quotes, that's a bummer. And that's, you know, because this guy was clearly mentally, something was wrong. There's a, there's a switch flipped off or flipped on that shouldn't be one or the other. I think it's weird that that is such a common thing that the media tries to do with these people, which is make them into these evil beings. And I think it just makes it easier for the general public to swallow the news. But they're not just evil people. It's not that simple. It's people. He was a soldier as well. And you want to talk about all the soldiers that he killed. He was a soldier, too. And something happened to him. Yeah. That made him do this. And it's sad. It's tragic that he killed other people and that it didn't just involve himself and that he, you know, decided to take it out on others. But what happened is tragic for him, too. And he has a family, too. He's not just this evil person. Listen, he did an evil thing. He did a bad thing. For sure. It was bad. Very bad. I use the word evil colloquially. Yes. It hurt other people. It's very bad. But, you know, he's also hurting. And so I feel a level of compassion for these broken people that that do these things because something's going on with them and he you know they're speculating that he had post-traumatic stress disorder that he was being treated he had been in Iraq for four months he was going through something that's the other thing I heard um because of the 24-hour news cycle I heard a few things about they have callers you know they got to fill airtime because these assholes don't and I use that term very liberally with 24-hour 24 24-hour 24 news cycle because when you are saying something and you have nothing to say but you're just trying to fill airtime, you're an asshole. And I heard several callers on these different shows, Fox News and CNN. Those are the two that I rotate through. It depends on what hour of the day because I won't watch Hannity. I won't watch Gretchen Carlson. I won't watch Pierce Morgan. Thank God that douche just got fired. So it's only really the credible news that I'll watch, the credible newsmen and newswomen that I'll watch. And they're, have, they're taking calls and people are like talking about how, well, you know, I had a brother and sister and they were in Iraq for 18 months and they didn't get PCSD. So, yeah, look, asshole, 
everybody's a little different. I was in the Marine Corps, and I don't have PTSD, but I know a lot of guys who do have it who didn't go through nearly what I went through and didn't see nearly what I saw. So it's, it's, each, it's how your individual brain handles the, the trauma. Everybody's different. Well, everyone tries to do that thing where they project their own personal experience onto others, and you don't know what this guy's situation was. So he went to Iraq and maybe he had a, a terrible time in that short amount of time and developed PTSD. Just because someone goes to Iraq and spends a longer period of time, maybe they didn't experience the same things. Maybe they, they weren't in a similar situation. Maybe he is vulnerable to developing mental illness because of genetics. Right. You don't know somebody's situation and mental illness is something that we need to have compassion for and that we need to be advocating treatment of not something that we need to be labeling as evil. You know, I think a lot of this, obviously I think what she did was more of a ratings move than anything else, which is endemic. It's a problem that's, that's endemic within the entire 24 seven news cycle. You see, we've had stories of late, the Fort Hood shooter, obviously, um, the, the Malaysian Flight 370, which everyone, if, if you've turned on a radio or a TV within the last month, you've been hearing this ad nauseum, the, the, the reporting, the, the wrong reporting. Oh, this is happening. Oh, wait, nope, not happening. Oh, this is happening. Nope, yeah, sorry, that didn't happen. It's unbelievable, the, the lack of integrity that these people who are involved with the 24-hour news cycle have. Yeah. they It's a tough job they have. They are charged with an almost impossible duty, an impossible job that you're going to be on for four hours, for two hours. We don't have any new information than, than we had 48 hours ago. No. <laughs> but we want you to talk nonstop you know, if you if you if you have a two hour show, that's eighty eight minutes of talking. That's an it's an un, it's a Herculean task. It's an unbelievable task. We do this little podcast, and there are times where I'm like, "Oh shit!" I thought we had more. I, it's yeah, and it, that's it's crazy because you're just regurgitating bullshit constantly. Yeah, that's why you you see on the news with this Fort Hood shooter situation where they. We're talking about how he was on Ambien. I heard that. I don't know how many times that he's on Ambien. They're just like having a conversation about the fact he's on Ambien. Ambien is a sleeping disorder medication. So why? what does that have to do with anything? Right. It's I've been on Ambien. I never heard anyone say what the implication of that statement is. Well, there, I also hear this. You know, we're just speculating here. Listen, here's a message to Fox News. Here's a message to CNN. If you have to say... And we're just speculating here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Go to the lunchroom and eat your lunch. Yeah, just cut that part out. Put up the rainbow bars. Put up put up the, the, the you know, having technical difficulties. Play, play a movie. Do something. But don't misinform the public. Yeah. Don't, don't do a disservice to America and the world by reporting bogus bullshit. Putting up your... your your eight, sixteen, thirty-two paneled talking head crowd that are just going to give their opinion where their opinion is worthless because they know no more than anyone else. 
with the 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 flight 370 thing this malaysian flight it has been a an absolute circus yeah it's been a month since the plane has been missing right it's been yeah. a month when you got you and again we're going back to megan kelly here you've got megan kelly with james McInerney or whatever that general's name is and he's saying that he has he personally has sources with whom he has spoken in the intelligence community that have told him that the plane has landed in Pakistan. He knows this. Now, he's being very vague, and he won't, well, I can't say who, and I can't really say, but all intelligence is leading to the fact that that plane landed. Well, look, I'm still holding out hope that that guy's right, because if he's wrong, I will never listen to another fucking word he says with any ounce of credibility. How could all. you? Not. In fact, I don't know that I can listen to the Megyn Kelly show. Well, it's hard to listen to the Megyn Kelly show anyway after she switched time slots. Yeah. When she was a, a, a midday host, she did a good job. And yeah. she was, I mean, she's always been, you know, not, she's always given a little opinion. And I, I think that's okay because they're, they're human. But when she was on Jay Leno's show, or was it Jay Leno still? Yeah. When she was on Jay Leno's show. She said, "Oh no, I'm a I'm a straight newswoman." Nah. I'm yeah. The only kind of a straight newswoman is, is you're not a lesbian, and you're straight and yeah. you're a newswoman. That's the only kind of straight newswoman you are because yeah. you're absolutely opinion. She, all she is is the female Bill O'Reilly on the show now, for sure. Which is a bummer because I go to her for news. It's turned out that the only three really credible anchors that they have on that show are. Shep Smith, mm-hmm. who also gives opinion, but he's so goddamn funny. There's no way not to love that guy. Yeah. Shep Smith, Chris Wallace, and Brett Bear. Yeah. Three straight news people. Everybody else on that network, the morning assholes. It's te- I, I didn't mean for this to turn into a, to a shit on Fox News because I could do the same thing to CNN. Yeah, for sure. Now, now they're the Anthony Bourdain, whom I love, but the Anthony Bourdain and CNN features and blackfish now they're the propaganda documentary network so it's a bummer we as earthlings we as citizens of the planet are having a hard time really finding credible news it's what really makes the internet powerful and it's really what makes if you really want news it's out there and it's it's in print i think there's going to be a resurgence of popularity of of newspapers because that's where the hard-hitting re- investigative reporting comes, not from TV. They're slacking off. Yeah. And I wish that when these news people ran out of things to say, rather than talking about an Ambien prescription or some speculation over whether or not someone had PTSD, why don't you talk about like the issue that experts in mental health say that it's highly unlikely to predict violence in the mentally ill? And not only that, that mentally ill individuals are far more likely to be victims of violence than to cause violence. Yeah. And that the majority of the public, 60% in one survey in 2006, believe that people with schizophrenia were likely to be violent, but it's actually one in four mentally ill individuals experience violence every year. Yeah. So why don't you start a conversation about something that's based on fact, something that's real, something that we can learn something from Rather than, oh, yeah, oh, he's on Ambien. Okay, let's talk about nothing well, for it's, hours. <laughs> it's, 
it's it's those data that you just referenced that are important. Yeah. Not public opinion. In reporting public opinion and not statistical data is what's getting us in trouble. Yeah, and it, their speculation leads to the public speculation, people putting things on Facebook that they don't know what they're talking about, and then that just it spreads misinformation. Well, it's a domino effect. Look, if the news is doing it, how can you expect Carl J. Jackass not to post his anti-vaccination bullshit or his anti-GMO bullshit? Because in a society where news hear that news <laughs> hey everybody in a society where your news if your news is is also contributing to the onslaught of not factual information or lies or falsehoods or just general hazy bullshit then how is i mean that's where walter Cron cronkite would have never given us the bullshit we have today and I think there was, a, it, to a degree, it, it creates a responsibility within the individuals who listen to it to pass on good information. So if the news organizations are passing on bad information, how can we expect Carl J. Jackass to pass on good information? Yeah, that's a great Terrible. point. You know, it, it's and it's not even, it's not even the bad information. It's the fact that they have to fill twenty four hours a day. Of programming so what do they do well you've got Shep Smith with his 450 80 inch flat screen TVs in his in his new studio so they make it look all high-tech and you know it's Star Wars in there and it's super awesome and it's it's eye candy rather than information candy yeah you've got CNN with their fucking hologram studio and they're they're oh this is this is the plane but this is not the actual size of the plane if, if this was the actual size of the plane, it would be, and they shrink it down relative to the size of the ocean. It's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like I said, it's eye candy rather than information candy. Yeah. They're still playing news coverage of the guy in the fake plane reporting from the fake plane. Oh, Martin Savage. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the hologram studio, but this guy, Martin Savage, that's awesome. Poor Martin Savage. I feel bad for this guy because he's trapped in a simulator of a scale replica, a scale replica of uh, a, a 777, and he's with a flight instructor, and these two dudes are sitting in this thing all goddamn day, all day, reporting to each of the news shows, talking about how you'd program the new coordinates, talking about how you would turn off the transponder, talking... Talking about nothing after a month of the plane being missing. It's terrible. Terrible for that guy. It's a bummer. Well, there's only one way that that's going to change, though, and that's us to stop watching. And the unfortunate thing is, is for those of us who are concerned about the world around us and concerned about the news and wanting to know because of our curious nature as humans... The only place to go for an immediate dose is 24-hour news. So, unfortunately, I've brought to you a problem, but I've not brought a solution. I have no idea how to handle it. I don't know. Let's I'm, hear from you. Well, I'm still. that's right. Let's hear from you. 657-464-7609. Let me know what you think because I don't know. I, I, uh, 
I'm still going to watch these assholes, but I'm selective about which assholes I watch. I'm definitely an Anderson Cooper fan. Love him. I don't watch Brett Bear as much as I would like. I don't have anything against that guy. He's great. Um, but goddamn, that's about it. Other than a dog like Don Lemon, you know, mm. this is really, really boring. We yeah, talk it about is. who I like on yeah, the news. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I did like Bill Hemmer on the Fox Morning Show because he's pretty handsome, but mm. he ruined it for me when he said that we found Noah's Ark. 2,000 years later. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I'll tell you what no. is not boring is this week's segment of the Religious Roundup. Nice. Very good. We do talk a little bit about earthquakes. Very good. You have to, since we're having so many of them lately. Well, it's a it's a weird thing. And apparently, there's a lot of people who, they think they have it figured out. Why? Yeah. We should listen to them. We should. <laughs> They've got a lot of good information to give. I bet they do have it figured out. Mm. So, it will be a little Pat Robertson, a little Truth Wiener, a little uh, Kevin Swanson. He'll be on. It'll be nice. It'll be a little uh, John Hagee, you know, the uh, the wonderful pastor from Texas. It's a good time. So with that, I think we're going to turn it over to uh, the Religious Roundup. Howdy, y'all. Thanks for joining us at the Religious Roundup. You know, every time, every single time I hear that music, I don't know whether to go to a Ruth's Chris and get a delicious steak or go out to the field near my place and look for a cookie at the chuck wagon and get some fucking pork and beans. <laughs> it, it is definitely, it's leading me either way, but it's definitely toward food. Uh, all I know is that whenever I hear the end of it, when you do the, the, yep. When you, it makes what? me laugh hysterically every time. <laughs> what do you mean when I do it? That's that's a professional voiceover person. Oh yeah, for the guy that you I, hired, I forgot. Sorry. Oh yeah, I spent much dinero to stick with our Spanish-speaking bent here. Uh, a lot of money to have that done, Brett. How yeah, dare you? you? Didn't you actually pay that guy that goes by uh, the voice um, to to do that, lay that down for you? <laughs> the whistle uh, and the yeehaw. <laughs> Michael Winslow, the guy from uh, from Police Academy. Uh, yeah, is that, is that the voice? No, I thought the voice was the guy that does the uh, in a world. He does the. Oh, I think I just died. Did he? That's a bummer for him. That's a bummer for everybody because that guy is fucking awesome. Yeah, he did just die. I, I think like less than a month ago. I think it's unlikely I'm going to watch a movie ever again unless that guy is telling me about the world or the one man who's going to fucking save it. Yeah, well, it's not – he probably – that guy probably died in a very mundane way, not in in some spectacular movie motion in a world where the guy who does the voice dies in a really shitty way. If I was that guy and I was – I would I would write my own eulogy and lay the track down to have it played at my funeral. Oh, yeah. It, it, the, his eulogy is only available in audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> It's not in text. Sorry, not in print. It's, it's going to be so good, this eulogy, that they're actually going to make a movie out of it. <laughs> Based on the eulogy for the guy who does the movie for I'm fucking it up. There's no, no, I can't even. There's no way to do it. Stop. 
you yeah, I know. crank up the fucking bass all you want. That guy's voice was just spectacular. Yeah, it's like the guy who does the it's like the guy who does the the voiceovers for the NFL, who used to be the voiceover guy for the Don and Mike show. For those of you who are familiar with Don and Mike, um That was a good show. Don Geronimo and Mike O'Mara. He used to do the guy sounds like he's got like a four pound penis <laughs> and it's just awesome on the frozen tundra. <laughs> God damn it. The Don and Mike dumb. show. <laughs> so good. Yeah, anyway, we're plugging another show. I think they're back together again in Sacramento, by the way. They're living in Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. They, I, Don Geronimo moved to Sacramento. We are boring the shit out of everyone right now. I know. This is so let's, religious. Let's get to the topic here and the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the religious roundup. Um, I want to talk about a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, having uh, moved to Southern California several years ago, and that would be earthquakes. We have had a series of earthquakes locally um, that have been kind of a fun little free carnival ride, and they are having serious earthquakes in Chile and Panama and other other areas are having, you know, 8.1s, 8.2s. That's that's big time. I looked it up the other day specifically that a 5.5 the difference between a 5.5 earthquake and a 7.5 earthquake is a 7.5 releases a thousand times more energy than a 5.5. God. That is and a 9.5 which is the largest earthquake I actually did a little prep for the show. So a 9.5 is uh, the largest earthquake ever recorded, probably maybe not the biggest earthquake ever when you've got, you know, asteroids smashing into the planet. But um, the largest one ever recorded is 9.5, which also happened in Chile. You like my my Chile? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I for a second thought you were a Chilean. (laughs) (laughs) I'd always heard that they were exponential. So you got to. Magnitude, magnitude three, and then you go to a four. It's it's exponential from the three. It's actually not just yeah. going up one. It's going up the three again. And yeah, it, I, it must be. So, being that this is a little bit topical because everybody's, oh, are you guys okay? Like it was nine eleven or something. Everybody's calling just to make sure that I didn't trip and fall on a broken sidewalk or something. <laughs> um, we have our, of course, wacky religious nutter butters who weasel their way out of the woodwork to expound upon the manner with which God is angry. Wait, quick question. Know... Yes. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but a quick question. No, no, please. You guys are getting hit with a lot of earthquakes. Do you have a wild infestation of gays happening out there right now? You know, <laughs> oddly enough, they are, they are running rampant. You can't it's, – it's, like it's like a locust infestation. <laughs> They're they're just uh, they're eating local crops. <laughs> Next year, this coming season, oranges are going to be sky high in price because the homosexuals have ruined the crops. They're just devastating the entire agriculture of California yeah. right now, running around in their little combat boots and cut off shorts. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the citrus crop is just completely covered in Santorum, so <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a bummer. <laughs> Google Santorum, everybody. Yeah, please. We'll wait. That's straight out of fucking Daily Show. So the first guy I want to talk about, and trust me, there's a litany, uh, and there's a never-ending supply, it seems, too. So have no fear that we could have this 
religious roundup 1.3, we could have a religious roundup 10 sessions ahead and still be talking about earthquakes and have a whole new round of Nutter Butters to talk about. With uh, audiences. I think it's uh, absolutely very important to note. Well, we we are going to start just to prove that we are equal opportunity religious haters, quote unquote, and we're going to start with a Jew, and his name is Yehuda Levin or Levine. I don't know. I'm glad you told me he was Jewish because I wouldn't have known it when you said his name. Yehuda, yeah, Yehuda. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know for the Jewish names, so he's uh, he's he's a uh, he's a little wishy washy about what he thinks ascribing what kind of terribleness will befall the earth because of gay marriage. Some 11 years ago, I appeared at a press conference approximately um, uh, 12 or 13 months before September 11, on the very day that New York City and Mayor Giuliani were passing domestic partnership legislation on a city level, which is de facto homosexual marriage. And at that time, 30 rabbis stood on the steps of City Hall and performed a ceremony, pleading with God not to visit his response on all the, the entire city of New York. We knew, based on our tradition, there would be a problem. And sure enough, 13 months or so later, we, we experienced 9-11. Well, I got a couple of things. One... Well, three things. One, your paper is wildly noisy. Sorry. <laughs> two, two, they could only find 30 fucking rabbis in the entire city of New York. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably, there's a, a, like an overall population of New York City, which is about 8 million. There's probably 4 million rabbis within the city. So they could only find 30. That's, that's not very good. The other thing is they went to City Hall to plead with God to have him not you know, befall some terrible tragedy upon the, upon the city. And he wasn't listening. So unanswered their line in to God. It's, it's, they've got a bad connection, I think. Yeah. I bet they, uh, I bet they weren't thanking God for unanswered prayers there. Ugh, just unbelievable that he would be so bold and being a New Yorker, that's a sensitive topic for New Yorkers that, He's blaming the fact that they passed civil unions, de facto homosexual marriage, as he says. <laughs> God, I wish I could do his voice. That would be fucking awesome. But because of that, God decided to send 19 Muslims to kill 3,000 people. Yes. Well, I like uh, how it's just some arbitrary – it just it was 13 or so months, uh, you know, then, then God enacted his, his – vengeance upon New York because of this. I'm sure I'm sure that the the number 13 has some kind of uh secret Jew significance. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff about it. Uh Blessings of the Lord is a good one that comes up if you search it, which <laughs> I'm not so sure if that works. So uh, Well, it depends on who you are. If if you're, you know, a uh, truth wiener, Kevin Swanson, <laughs> that probably is a blessing from God. <laughs> yeah, cuz it backs up all of his insanity. Well, and also, I'm sure that the 29, I wish I knew the number off the top of my head, but the 2,900 and, and whatever people that were that were brutally, senselessly murdered, these innocent people, I'm sure all of them were homosexuals. Oh, yes. Or they supported homosexuality. Mm -hmm. It had yeah. to have been nope. one of the one. Either one or the there other, were, Jesse. There were probably no Orthodox Jews who are against it. There were probably no fundamentalist, wacky Christians. 
all flaming liberals. <laughs> yeah. I would also like so, to – go ahead. No, please. Well, I would also like to point out that what this uh, um, rabbi and what what any of these, I don't know, monsters, for lack of a better term, whack jobs. I like it. Dill like rods. It. Uh, mm, yes. I could go on and on and on. Uh, Reach it, brother. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I would I'd like to point out that what uh, what all of these guys are responsible for doing is uh, it's it's a glaring logical fallacy called a false a false cause fallacy. For those who may not know, logical fallacies are they are massive errors in in thinking. So in this case, it's called a false cause fallacy. Where there, and most Christians are guilty of this on just about every fucking level. They see something happening and they attribute it to something that's completely unrelated. Yeah. False cause. So right. and, and and all of these guys are guilty of it. There was an earthquake. God must be pissed off at homosexuality. Really? What? What are you possibly fucking basing it on? And why does God have to kill thousands of innocent people because he's mad about homosexuality? Well, let's let him continue. We, we experienced 9-11. Then there was the situation of the days of decadence followed in New Orleans by the tremendous flooding. We saw the underground earthquakes, otherwise known as a tsunami and the damage that that did a half world away, where there was much immorality and licentiousness. And then recently we saw Haiti, which is certainly a hotbed for this type of uh, licentiousness behavior, many types, and in particular AIDS, homosexuality. And once again, we've seen the problems. And the way this works is very simple. God warns us, God warns us in the Bible as early as Noah, that this kind of misbehavior can lead to, to floods, it can lead to disasters, it can lead to buildings falling and earthquakes. So that is our tradition, it is written in our Talmud 2,000 years ago, that because of the sin of homosexuality and certainly um, uh, organized homosexuality, societal homosexuality, is, brings about earthquakes. So, well, there it is, there's your, there's your diagnosis, Brett. Mm. Societal homosexuality brings, brings on earthquakes. Yeah, that's that's delicious, delicious ignorance is you know, what that is. I don't know. I've never really heard it put that way. When he puts it like that, it makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Haiti is I, – I, I, I might agree with that. That is, uh, that is a very licentious uh, place. And, uh, you know, they do have the AIDS. So, obviously – AIDS is a result of the homosexuality, which is a result of yep. <laughs> the devil, possibly. Um, you can't, you, you know, uh, it's not just the Jews who hate the homos. Um, it's not just that flavor of, of mythology. You've got Pat Robertson, for instance, you, you know, speaking of Haiti, yeah. who, who, who apparently has... He is the the Christian NSA because he's got he's got the office of the devil bugged and miked and he's listening in on whatever deals these backroom deals that the devil's making with the Haitians. Yeah, I know where this is going. Yeah, it's he's uh, he's another Jim. And you know, Christy, something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and uh, people may not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French. Uh, you know, Napoleon the Third and whatever. And 
they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. True story. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. A couple things. One, his absolute assurity. No, true story. This is, this is true, everybody. This, this is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is written. You can go to any encyclopedia. Listen, I would even say if you go to Wikipedia, well, that's actually probably true, but yeah. go to any reputable reference source, and it, it'll be right there, plain as day, be, deal with the devil. Yeah, well, I think Pat Robertson probably had boots on the ground when it went down. <laughs> I would like to say, for the record, just that uh, making a deal with the devil to get away from the French, what's wrong with that? I would, yeah. I would make a deal with the devil to get away from the French. Except for their delicious, delicious food. And wine, I guess. It's yeah. Good. Well, the other thing I'd like to know is what in the fuck was going... Did he just get off a treadmill in that clip? I know. It sounds It sounds like he was a little winded, poor old guy. No, you know, he, he needs to maybe hit the gym a little bit more. Christy, something happened a long time ago in Haiti. And you know, Christy, something happened. And you know... Christy, some very breathy. Yeah, maybe I think it's probably very exhausting just being that fucking stupid. I I get winded just listening to it. I, you know, sometimes when I'm coming up with some really really good bullshit, it it does it takes a lot out of you. It, it does. It's exhausting, especially you know if you're a uh, you imagine having to carry that giant fucking cranium around all day long every day. Well, he ha- he does have a big noggin. And it, it, he's he's gotten a lot more slumped as he's gotten older, but what what alarms me is the size of his ears. It's like at any moment he's just gonna up and fucking fly away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he could pick up most of the radio stations in the United States. His the, his flying ability with his ears is probably how he's going to ascend to the left hand of the Father when he's finally ready to meet his Maker. And it will be scriptural. Yeah, as sure. Elijah went, Elijah, excuse me, went into the heavens in a chariot. So did Pat Robertson fly to the heavens with his Dumbo-like ears. Oh, waka waka waka! <laughs> and he goes on. He goes on. Well, you can't you can't stop Pat Robertson from running his sock. So he continues. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I don't want to get weird on this. So please take it for what it's worth. But it seems to me the Washington Monument is a symbol of America's power. It has been the symbol of our great nation. We look at that monument and we say this is one nation under God. Now there's a crack in it. There's a crack in it and it's closed up. Is that a sign from the Lord? Is that something that has significance or is it just a result of an earthquake? You judge, but I just want to bring that to your attention. But it seems to me symbolic. Wow. Well, also, I want to remind the audience that all everything that I'm playing here, they're based. There was an earthquake that happened back in D.C. and it, you know, very rare to have an earthquake back there, and it rattled the National Cathedral. They had to do a bunch of work, and the, the Washington Monument still today is in scaffolding, or at least it was this last summer when I was there. Um, it's still in scaffolding, trying to unfuck the mess. So apparently, God very pissed off. Yes. Very pissed off about it. Of course. Pa- I don't know. I don't even know why he's dancing around it, trying to say, "Oh, I'm not just saying." Of course, that's why there's a crack in the Washington Monument. Of course, it's because God is pissed off, and that is the symbolic 
monument for the United States, and that is God's way of expressing. I mean, those things well, are hey, so clearly. It's like two plus two, man. Come on. It's it's, it's not just that the, the the monument represents the United States. He says every time I look at that, every time people look at that, it reminds them that this is a Christian nation. Yeah, Pat. The the Egyptian obelisk. The symbol for that they the the Masonic symbol that they took to be the monument for our first president reminds everybody that this is a Christian nation. It does. God, it does. God damn. It, whenever I look at it, it because of the the phallic uh, implications mm. of the Washington Monument, I'm reminded of what a giant dick Pat Robertson is. Yes. <laughs> God damn. I think it's a waka waka sound out. <laughs> Well, if any if any monument's going to piss God off, it's going to be the one that's shaped like a dick. Definitely. Yeah, because, you know, it's shaped like an uncircumcised dick. And, you know. Mm, that's Well, maybe he's, he's railing against the, the Jews, even though he's a, a big old supporter of the state of Israel. I think if, they, uh, if they're going to go about fixing the goddamn thing, they might as well clip the tip off of it to appease God's anger. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Robertson is certainly not the only guy out there who's running his uh, his overworked mouth about disasters and anything else that comes to his pea brain. You've got Glenn Beck. Oh my and God! Here, here's here's another flavor, another flavor of Christianity for you. Who? I, I mean, what can you say about Glenn Beck? The crying wonder, the the vitriol, which which he hates Woodrow Wilson. Let me tell you, I'm not a fan of Woodrow Wilson, and I'm in general not a fan of the term progressive and that movement within the, liber the, the liberal um, party, the Democrat party. But goddamn, come on, Glenn. Yeah, for sure. Take take it back a couple notches. I'm not saying God is, uh, you know, causing earthquakes. Well, I'm not saying that he. I'm not not saying that either. <laughs> God, what God does is God's business. I have no idea, but I'll tell you this: whether you call it Gaia or whether you call it Jesus, there's a message being sent. And that is, hey, you know that stuff we're doing? Not really working out real well. Maybe we should stop doing some of it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, wow. So I want to point out that he starts that, this clip starts with him saying, I'm not saying God, blah, blah, blah. And then he ends it by saying, I'm just saying. There's a message here. <laughs> Incidentally, I'd like to point out that he's laughing maniacally and crazily uh, at the disasters that are befalling all of these different countries. And uh, while he's dancing around, not saying that it's God, but definitely saying that it's God. Yeah, it's well, it's it's not just crazy and it's not just oh, those wacky Christians. They're at it again. It It's sickening that he's. People, people are dying, and even if it's, even if it's all homosexuals, let's let's get, let's grant that. Let's say all the people who die in these earthquakes that are because God's pissed, pissed off at the homos. Let's say that that's the case. They still have families who are straight, yeah, who are suffering because of the loss of their loved one. And he is in studio yucking it up like it's a fucking party. Maybe, he, he, maybe yeah. we should listen. <laughs> He, he ought to be ashamed of himself, and his co-host should go fucking kill himself. Yeah, no doubt. 
I'd like to hook both of those fuckers up to the truth wiener machine. <laughs> really tightly. <Yeah. laughs> Ratchet that shit down, crank it up full blast. So let's go back. We're going to revisit Pat Robertson here because I've got a very mysterious clip. He's up to this point has been letting us know pretty clearly that, that God is pretty in favor of sending natural disasters to, uh, you know, as a, as kind of a social policy giddy up. Wait, we're, we're so far the, the Haitians made a deal with the devil. And so they're being punished. Fact. Fact. Yeah. True true story. True story. It is a fact, obviously. Um, boots on the ground. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he, uh, he and the Washington Monument, um, all these things God causing, I believe, yeah. is where we are so far. Yeah, 9-11, too. Oh, yeah. Gay civil unions. So let's just give a listen to, uh, to Pat Robertson and see you know, if maybe he's, uh, if he's got a consistent message. This is Don from Illinois who wants to know, why did God send the tornadoes? Uh, God didn't send tornadoes. God set up a, a, a world in which certain currents... Uh, interfere and, and interact with other currents. When you have uh, a warm group of air coming out of the south, coming up against a cold mass that's up in the north, mm-hmm. you'll get vortexes, and that in turn will spawn tornadoes. God doesn't send tornadoes to hurt people. He doesn't send, you know, we call them acts of God, but they're not. Well, that's peculiar. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Maybe it's only tornadoes that God doesn't send to kill dirty sinners. It's only earthquakes because there's no other scientific explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he, maybe he got bored killing the homosexuals with fire and brimstone. You know, that was his style back in Sodom and Gomorrah time. Maybe he's, he's mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> little little, little uh, massive earthquake here, a little massive earthquake there. Well, I... I I just appreciate that, you know, there's solid science. You got the vortex, man, as a result of the warm and the cold weather. There's good science behind that, so of course it's not. God, earthquakes, however, we have absolutely no fucking explanation whatsoever what causes that other than God and That's right. dirty homos. Well, it's also the, 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 the air, it spawns uh, tornadoes. It spawns them. It spawns, it spawns the shit out of them, Brad. They are spawn, they're spawning all over the place these days. I know that. So he, he, he you know, espouses as it's, he's letting us know as fact. God doesn't, God doesn't send natural disasters. I guess maybe, he didn't get it. I guess he didn't get his own memo. Well, maybe it's only that God brings natural disasters to the coastal cities like your, your New Orleans, your New York, your... Your Los Angeles, but he leaves the you know he leaves the God's country, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, alone because those people obviously are they're good God fearing praying people, not those yeah, yeah. not those filthy sin in coastal cities though. Well, they must there must it must he must uh, send tornadoes to them for being cousin fuckers or something. <laughs> Which there's no no homosexuality in in the flyover country. Yeah. <laughs> That's very unlikely, seeing how uh, the entire population of the Bible was uh, spawned from, from brother and sister and cousin and mom and son <laughs> fucking. A lot of it. The shit was happening. It was rampant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes on. 
I, I would just say this from a prophetic standpoint. Every time the United States gets involved in some kind of a pressure on Israel to uh, split their land, there's some natural disaster that happens here in America. There was a very cogent book written about that, just traced one after the other of disasters that come on America. And I tell you, Israel was given, excuse me, Jerusalem was given to the Jews. So I guess if you fuck with the Jews, you're getting earthquakes, too. It's not just the queers. Oh, yeah. Well, God's chosen people. Uh, still, yeah. even though I'm pretty sure that the New Covenant, uh, without getting into the theology, kind of erased that God had a chosen people, except when he has a chosen people. Yeah, yeah. It's very important. It is. Very important for Pat Robertson that Israel is a state for, you know, all those reasons well, that he had. How else are we going to possibly self-fulfill the prophecy? <laughs> That's right. When the, when the new temple is built. Yeah, exactly. This brings us to, to one of my favorite characters in the comic book of life, Pastor John Hagee. <laughs> this guy is a fucking caricature if there was ever a caricature. He, it's like he's playing a role, and then right before he dies, he's going to be, ha-ha, fucking got you guys. <laughs> because he is, he, this guy is nuttier. He's the guy who is, is atheists, if you don't like God, there's a plane leaving on the hour, every hour. Get out of America. <laughs> I would just like to say, uh, in defense of you, that uh, I, I, I rather love your accents. I think you're spot on almost always. So I don't know what Brittany's talking about. Hey, well, <laughs> listen, if I can do any accent, it's fucking uh, the televangelist. That is Because I've been, I was in training to be a televangelist. God. <laughs> Come on. Are you fucking kidding me, this guy? He, he, he also used that same, apparently he's applying to be the next secretary of, uh, immigration and naturalization because he's got a lot of ideas about who should be deported if you don't like saying merry christmas uh, now see now i'm doing black pastor see it's easy to slide in between the two well i yeah for sure because there's you know little difference than in the in the cadence you know <laughs> well i just need the organ music playing in the background for the black pastor <laughs> but he he did say if you don't like saying merry christmas Get the fuck out. I can envision you when you're doing the accent with a super red face that's sweating and you're patting it with a, with a, with a cloth to cool yourself yeah. off. Being so full of the Holy Spirit that makes you talk like that. Yeah. And being so full of the God and following the Bible to not be a, a dirty, fat glutton like he is. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't need to hog the spotlight. We can, uh, we can let John Hager let us know. The prophet Ezekiel very clearly says... Iran, the Arabic nations, Libya, Germany, Turkey are coming together under the leadership of Russia. You see that happening right now. They're going to come like a cloud to descend on the nation of Israel. And God is going to destroy five out of six of them. How is he going to do that? One, Ezekiel, the uh, 19th chapter... Ezekiel, the 19th verse, the 38th chapter, says, I'm going to send a massive earthquake that's going to open the earth and swallow those, some of those nine armies. And then after that, I'm going to cause friendly fire to break out. 
there's going to be a massive confusion. The Bible says every man's sword will be turned against his brother. You have nine invading armies there speaking nine different languages, shooting nine different weapon systems, and God's going to see to it that that gets confused, and they wipe out a great deal of themselves. But lastly, God says, I'm going to rain hailstones. Because in the Old Testament, sinners were stoned to death. And God is going to stone to death the people that come against the nation of Israel. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are standing. Good Lord. The love, God the love, is going to stone love, to death the sinners. Oh, Ezekiel, man. I love Ezekiel, because that's some good, loving, deliciously loving and wonderful Jesus-y God. Well, I don't know if you know, Brett, but God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Exactly, which is why he's going to rain hailstones down upon sinners, because he is the same. All this loving stuff, I think, is uh, is more anti-biblical than biblical. You know, he, he, he clearly knows a lot about warfare, too, because uh, nine different weapon systems, you know, we, we do have a multiplicity. Since Israel is completely outfitted with American technology, Britain is using American technology. Australia is using American technology. <laughs> Everyone uses our weapon systems except for our enemies. Russia does have some of their own technology, but... They also use some of ours. So there's not nine different fucking weapon systems. Well, maybe he's, also, maybe he's referring back to the old stone in the sling, maybe throwing a musket, a bow and arrow here and there. Yep, yep. So they've got, it's, it's like Harry Potter and, the, and the, the different brooms that they have. The, the, the Nimbus 3000, yeah. they're just going to have like the, the slingshot 1.5 and the slingshot, <laughs> ooh, you got the 2.7. Ooh, where'd you get that? Acubroom. Sorry, I've just outed myself as a complete freaking nerd. Back to Ezekiel. So Ezekiel 9, 5 through 7, this is how amazing this book is. Fill the courtyards with bodies of those you kill. So they went into the city and they did as they were told. Um, How about Ezekiel 21, 33? Burn non-believers. I don't know why we're not. I don't know why Christians aren't doing that to this day. Uh, about, Why wouldn't God send an earthquake when, you know, he's telling telling them to burn non-believers and to, you know, rip open the, 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 the pregnant bellies of pregnant women and spill their babies and their guts onto the ground? Yeah, I mean, that seems like the most rational way to deal with sin. It seems mildly cranky, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, plus it would be a little harder to argue with God's presence if he was actually raining down fireballs from heaven mm, uh, upon true. us. I, I might question a few things. <laughs> I'm not sure what they would be. I might actually think it's an asteroid or a comet. But um, how about Ezekiel 1820, uh, where it doesn't – God's not even going to just punish you for being a dirty sinner. He's going to punish your children, your children's children – your children's children's children, and then he's going to punish those fuckers at the end because that's how God rolls. Also making lots of sense. Yeah, it's pretty logical to me. Again, two plus why two, why wouldn't why wouldn't he do that? Exactly. I mean, if I I guess that's really the question. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't. <laughs> if I, you don't want to know the shit that I would do if I was God. 
<laughs> this dude's mellow compared to the fire that I would rain down on each and every Walmart that I've ever visited. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but that would be absolutely justified. Yeah, cool. Right. And I don't think anybody would be crying a river, except for the walls. <laughs> they, they might have a serious issue with that. Yeah, maybe. But they've, they've got enough to tide them over. Yeah. So, listen, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the, the reindeer games here with, uh, with my, one of my favorites, and I hope one of your favorites. Uh, Wiener Boy himself, Kevin Swanson, goes on a maniacal rant about, well, first of all, I want to set it up because it's so it's just oh, tantalizing. Wiener, this, is, this is Truth Wiener, right? Yeah, that's right. This is going to be Truth Wiener. So <laughs> think about the top three most pro-homosexual, pro-liberal cities in America. I'll give you some time. I'm going to have to say, if you're actually looking for an answer here, that it's got to be Los Angeles, New York, and of course, New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) You got the the cities wrong, first of all. So it's funny, the, the setup really didn't work. But when someone thinks about the three most homosexual friendly cities in America... I would, I really, honestly, would venture to say it's probably, obviously, San Francisco. Oh man, sorry. Probably, probably L.A. And little do people know, Portland, Oregon, is super queer, just very, very gay friendly. So, well, I drove through there not very long ago, and when I came out the other end, I had a very sudden urge to have gay sex. I, I'm mm. not saying, I'm not saying apparently it, that apparently it is contagious. Yeah. Well, you know, that's how gay, that's how gaydom works, you know. So, I almost made a choice to be gay after I left Portland. Uh, Kevin Swanson, a.k.a. Wiener Boy, has a little different perspective on, on which cities are, well, I'll let him, I'll let him do the, the, the crazy. The two worst storms, material-wise, in the history of America has happened in just the last five years. And, Dave, here's the interesting thing about this storm. It hit New York City. And if you were trying to think of the most pro-homosexual liberal cities in America, you would probably say, I mean, top three. Give me the top three most pro-homosexual, pro-liberal cities in America would probably be New York, New San York. Francisco, New Orleans. New Orleans, yep, exactly. And now we have two out of three. The, the good news, though, San Francisco is in a safe location. Right, right. Yeah, right. it's right there. Well, it's on the ocean. God would have to move heaven and earth. Well, just really earth. Earth, yeah. And so San Francisco is still okay, though. Okay, just everybody understand, San Francisco is still okay. Hasn't had the big earthquake yet. Yet. The hurricanes of the last 10 years are four times worse than the hurricanes of the 1990s and 12 times worse than the hurricanes of the 70s and 80s. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting because, Dave, I would say that the United States is, has not been honoring God very much. I mean, am I out on a limb here? The United States of America is, um, is, is more pro-abortion than ever before. Certainly is funding more abortions than ever before. Uh, United States is far more homosexual than it was in the 1990s. 
I mean, there are hundreds of times more high school homosexual clubs and programs. And you've got California bringing all their pro-homosexual indoctrination into public schools. I mean, this, this was not happening in the 1980s and 1990s, friends. It's happening now. It's been happening for the last 12 years. America is not doing well in the macro culture, okay? And there isn't a God in the heavens in the past. Sins like homosexuality and the shedding of innocent blood has, have really irritated him. Look, I'm not saying that this guy really loves to get his freak on with little kids. Wow. I am not saying that. I'm Brett, I'm not saying that. I hear clearly that that is not what you were saying. But what I am saying is that if I was to picture a dude who liked to get his freak on with little kids, I would imagine he would probably look and act like wiener boy Kevin Swanson. Whenever I hear him talk, I think that he's actually looking at kid porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest fucking voice I've ever heard, man. That guy's creepy. He is a terrible, terrible human being. Yeah. Well, you know, it hasn't happened in San Francisco yet. Ugh. Yet. He's, he, is, he is twisting his mustache and hatching a plan right now to create some super villain weapon that's going to create a, a, a massive earthquake on the San Andreas Fault. I, I just know it is. That's what's going on. I, just, I don't know how he's going to fa- finance it. Maybe he's going around to Zion's Bank and the different Christian uh, banks to try to get some funding. <laughs> oh, there's such a personal joke I want to use right now. <laughs> <laughs> he won't get it. <laughs> yeah, no one will get it. Yeah. Oh, of course not. But... Um... Well, I want to say one thing about Wiener Boy that he uh, he seems to have a pretty clear indication as to the gay population through from the 80s into the 90s and into now and how many more gays there are um, out there right now. He's he seems very tuned into those numbers. And uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He's he's a walking Yelp app. Uh, He's a walking Yelp app for the gay bathhouses in San Francisco that used to be there that aren't there now, yeah. <laughs> the ones that just opened. He, he knows very well what's going on. He's yeah. got his finger on the pulse of the gay, the gay movement. Here's, here's what I can tell you, Jesse. Those gay bathhouses in the 80s, they weren't near as populated as they are today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that one down on 8th Street? Oh, it, was re- it used to get really busy. Overflowing with the gays these days. Uh, hang on while I hook up my wiener measurer. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's for sure growing when the gay porns are flowing. So, so I guess we could we could kind of make a conclusion here based on this clearly anecdotal evidence that if you put a microphone in front of a Christian, you're going to get some really good shit. I think that, wouldn't that wrap it up? Wouldn't that uh, put a tidy little bow on what we've done here? Yes. Yes, it would. And uh, if it was to be end on a more serious note, it would be the rampant irresponsibility of these people. And the message that they're putting out there does nobody any good. It doesn't do anything for the victims. It certainly doesn't do anything for the victims' families. It is... It is vitriol, as you like to say. You know, it, it's an odd thing that, to, to put it plainly and very elementary, very simply, when we were cavemen and the earth would shake, 
we didn't know about the, the crust of the earth and the mantle of the earth and how the, the plates shift and roll over one another and there's tension. And when some of that energy is released, it creates a large... We didn't know the science behind it because we were fucking cavemen. And God certainly so wasn't we, telling anybody. Right, right. <laughs> so we would, we would ascribe and assign whatever logic we could come to with our simple-minded brains. We would... It must be God. Something I've done must have made whatever God I believe in mad. So... What's really odd to me is that this is still fucking going on. These men who are living, existing with iPhones and computers and the Internet. Science. Are still ascribing Stone Age logic, not even Bronze Age, Stone Age logic to a natural disaster. So it, it, there's either a couple things going on here. One... They're just fucking morons, and I don't think that's what it is. Or two, they like the power, they like the control that they have over people, the fear that they create in, in, in people, and that is what they get high on. That's their currency, is fear and trembling and the control that they have over the minds of their followers. Yeah, it's... It's ugly, and it's fun to make fun of, uh, but at the end of the day, man, it's bad for everybody involved. Yeah, it's dangerous. It is. So, with that, we are going to say goodbye to Brett. Later. And we're going to get back to our regular scheduled programming. And with that, I would like to thank my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. You're welcome. My lovely religious roundup segment co-host, uh, Brett McAfee. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and I would like to thank you, too. Uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate your support. Without it, we would not be where we are today in our admittedly humble position, uh, being between number 86 and 125 or whatever it is. We're... We're not looking at the numbers. We're looking at how much we're reaching you and how much you're listening, and we really appreciate it. Please get with us on Facebook. Like the Facebook page. Interact with us there. We, uh, we're, we're definitely trying to reach out to the fans. Uh, get at us at our ever-talked-about phone number, 657-464-7609. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, good times. And again, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore. This is I Doubt It. We appreciate you listening. God doesn't send tornadoes.